Hey everybody, I'm Jane and I'm with my friend Sarah and you're listening to the Medium Curious Podcast, the show that takes the woo and makes it whoa. Because we're two normal moms with normal lives who've had amazing experiences with mediumship and we want to make this topic more accessible and relatable. And we want to open this up to everyone who's interested in finding about the own power of their own intuition And we want to share the joy and the magic of connecting to spirit. But we need to talk about the elephant in the room. What is the elephant in the room, Sarah? Well, in order for them, for us to be mediums, that means someone must have passed or died or crossed over. Someone died, passed, or crossed over. I mean, it's all the same thing. And it's something that we all, most people are terrified about. Yeah. Terrified of it happening to ourselves or terrified of it happening to our loved ones. And nobody has an easy time talking about it. And so, not in the West. Not in yeah. the West. We're here to talk about it now. But we're doing it. We're doing Episode it. Episode two Death. Here Death. we go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but in order for there to be mediumship, there needs to be somebody on the other side to talk to. You know, let's talk about this first. So we had some questions from listeners from our first episode about some of these terms that we used. And other side is one of those terms. Do you want to talk about what the other side means? It's so fun. I love the phrase the other side. And I, I do think it's a little bit like of a pocket vernacular that mediums use, right? Don't you think? I mean, uh, yeah, other people... I don't really hear other p- normal people saying the yeah. other side. Hello. Hello from the other side. I thought that meant from like the other side of recovering. Oh. I can't remember what that song's really about, but I've always been excited about that. Yeah. No, it's a thing that mediums say like, oh, I'm going to go talk to people on the other side. And we're really talking about the veil, the concept of a veil that exists between this world and the other world, the uh, the the heaven, the hell, the like, the, the state that a that a soul enters into at the end of this life. And so I love the phrase the other side because it just makes me feel like it's right here. And which is, of course. And it's better than the word dead. dead. Yeah, yeah it, it sort of softens it, but I also think it's more accurate. Dead means, I guess the, the body's gone. The body's right. dead, but the spirit lives on. So the other side implies that there's, it's not over. The relationship continues. So just for fun, I just, of course, Googled the word dead. And it's no longer alive, right? A dead body is the first definition. It's a characterized by a lack of activity or excitement. So that's it. So the thing that is actually dead is not the person that you love. They are not dead. They have... Well, there certainly is no lack of excitement in mediumship, so... (laughs) There is some serious excitement where they've gone, and it is very exciting for us to chat to where they went, which... So to go back to our glossary of terms, the other side, do you you want to say something about that? Do you like... No, I do. I just just think it's... when When you say the other side, most people don't say it that way, so... I do. I do enjoy saying saying it that way. What was another one of the terms? We said crossed over. Well, that makes sense. That's better than saying dead as well. But again... Because they're, they're moving to the other side. They're moving side. to another place. Well, here's another question that people have. Spirit. When we say we're talking to spirit, someone who's crossed over is, is spirit in general. 
Right. Do you want to explain that more? I think so. I can try. So we'll say we want to talk to spirit. And right. what we mean is we're going to talk to pretty much anyone who is in the other place. So it's almost like a group term. Who is in spirit. Who is in spirit. So then I'm going to talk to spirit. For me, I, I, I sort of play it as like, that's whoever's there who wants to talk in terms of my client. Like, oh, you have someone in spirit that might be, you know, Uncle Bob or is that you? Are you That's singing? <laughs> singing. That's your Uncle Bob. And then I have an Uncle Bob in spirit. Is that the one I always talk to? That was him. No, it's a different guy. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. Are you getting anything right now? I, from him? My feet are heating up, so I must Bob is like flying in right here on our second oh. record ever. All right. What does he want to say? Is he um I'm just going to give it a wing. We can always cut this out. <laughs> um, was he pretty jolly? Yes. Okay. So the way I'm experiencing him is it's funny because I don't feel like he's very tall. Would that be true or is that not true? I only knew him as a small kid, so it was hard to know. it's hard to know. You don't have like um, Yeah, he's like normal mannish size. Okay. But I know what he's alluding to. He, I, I know the body shape. He's wide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least in his later years when okay. I knew him. Because I, <laughs> yes. yeah. I was like, how do you say this? <laughs> Not a thin man. Yeah. He's oh come God. through like that before too. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, that's hilarious. That's why you knew where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. He almost has like, so, but comedy, like he was fun. Like he was funny. Like that was part of his he was persona. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Cause he feels like a little three stooges. Like he's coming in a little bit waka waka. <laughs> but I want to know why he needed to come in right now. So let me ask him. Well, he, first of all, he, he's always like, well, I just think Sarah's the, how did you say it? The cat's meow, the somebody's pajamas, the, he, he was like saying something like that. Aww. And then he's like, and the two of you together, well, now that's real fun. That's like, that's a special situation. And then, and then he's saying um, that it's really like, like what he wants us to talk about right now is that uh-huh. the other side is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I could take that. Yeah. I mean, we don't know this minute, but according to Bob and a lot of spirits I've talked to, it is fabulous. It's like a party down. And that, that my understanding is like, it's kind of whatever you expect it to be. That's yeah. a little bit what you get. But it's also how you've thought about it, how you've prepared for it, how like what your expectations are, are going to be met. And also, but he's like, is that backgammon? He's showing me some board game. Can you understand? That looks like backgammon. Isn't backgammon the one with the diamonds that go long? The like, I know what he's talking about. My grandmother had a gaming table oh, okay. in her in her in her family room. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like it's like that. <laughs> so it's community, it's laughter, it's it's like the best parts of earth. You're not leaving anything behind. Like don't worry. And your loved Aww. ones are not Oh, I'm getting chills on this. Your loved ones are not sorry they're there. They miss you but they're not sorry to be there. Like that is a very happy, wonderful, magical place. I know. Oh, that's so great. Oh, thanks, Uncle Bob. Oh, good job, (laughs) Uncle Bob. He like came in with saying Uncle Bob and then his 
on the phone. <laughs> he was so cute. He had all these magic shows. He gave he did magic. Oh, good grief. So that's kind of cool that he came through wanting to talk about what it's like on the other side because as I was practicing mediumship with partners, he's come through before and he has said that um when the when the other side is watching us, us in our lives, in our little human lives, because it's like we're in a fishbowl. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's like looking at um, people in a fishbowl and and they get to just kind of like sit back and watch all of us and enjoy us. And that, oh, that's, that's so funny. That's what he said. So that it, it's twice now that he's come through and talk about, to talk about what it's like to be crossed over on the other side. Oh, oh my spirit. God. Here- well, this is what we'll do. We'll just, anytime we want to talk about, oh, who wants to chime in on the other side? Uncle Bob will come in <laughs> from the balcony. Hey, you know, on that fishbowl note, I was just yeah. in Florida and I was with my son and he was he was competing in a golf tournament and I could feel a bunch of ancestors come and, and, I, and most people probably are only listening to this and I'm not seeing my hands in the air because I... It was like what they showed me. It was like this balcony. It was. It felt like they were, like you're saying, like looking down over a balcony, and they were like lined up, and they all had their drinks because they're all alcoholics. God bless them all, and they all had their drinks, and they're like watching, cheering us on. Yeah, he was. They were watching yeah. Graham play, and there was like my in-laws, and there was my dad, and my dad doesn't like golf, but he likes Graham, even though he's never met him in real life. And then my grandmother was there and they were all like toasting and going, come on, Graham. Oh, and sweetness. It was the sweetest. And I and I was literally on my golf cart driving by my old house that I went, that I lived in in high school, which was another trip altogether. And then I saw them all on the balcony and I was like, okay. But it, it re- reminds me of that bowl feeling that you're talking about. Yeah. All connected. Very cool. Very cool. Right. <laughs> Everybody's chiming in on our topic. <laughs> okay. So we had one more before we, well, we got waylaid by Uncle Bob, but. He's, he can come anytime. Spirit as. as a oh, singular. Versus plural. Yeah. So the way I think about it is when we're talking about spirit, because in order to do mediumship, you kind of have to lose your ego and merge into the one consciousness. So. I feel like spirit is the one consciousness, you know, all that, all that is. So spirit is, is more than just one. It's kind of everything. It's the all there is. Well, yeah. I mean, the all there is. So is one consciousness. So for me, when I move into mediumship mode, I think about shifting into everything that is. I love that you call, you said I, when I do mediumship. <laughs> when I it's do like it. when I do Pilates. <laughs> when, when I, I do, do mediumship. Well, I keep, we keep getting waylaid, but I like this. What if you tell us what it's like for you to move into, to do mediumship? You said you just moved, you move into it. What is that? Well, I set the intention that I want to connect with spirit. You're like the Star Trek. <laughs> you like set your... <laughs> Set the intention because I think there's a lot of people who have seen, you know, will see spirit or a a spirit or somebody, someone who's crossed over, you know, next to somebody else. I don't generally. I mean, I think maybe it's happened just 
who knows? I have to, I'd have to go back and look. Wait, you're saying that like a medium will see. So there's, I think there are some mediums who will see at any point in time a, a spirit, right? In a particular area. Right. What, next to their sitter. Yeah. Right. I have to set the intention. I'm going to make a connection with somebody's loved one on the other side okay. or just open myself up to whoever wants to come through. And I always set the intention for the highest good to happen right. because that's important. And then I I just slow my brain down and just stop thinking and I start sensing. Cool. And then I will just, whatever impressions I get, which sometimes in, all, in my mind's eye, I'll see somebody. And in my mind's eye, that's kind of like your imagination. Right. I will know things that I couldn't have known otherwise. I will hear things. Sometimes they're not exact, but it's something that sounds similar to. Or I'll just get feelings. Body um, feelings. Body feeling. Yeah, I'll just start to sense things. When I shift, it's a shift. I shift into the one consciousness. How about you? How, did, how does it work for you? Oh, man. I was so enraptured with everything you were saying that I had no answer for you. I mean, so what I was just thinking is I've watched a lot of Spider-Man over the over the holiday break and, and just that Spidey, you know, what what do they call it? The Peter Tingle. He called it the Peter Tingle. Where oh, yeah. it, and it's really cool. And some of the, you know, there's a thousand Spider-Man movies, but in the animated ones, they'll do these little wavy lines, you know, like to indicate that they're sensing. And... It's beautiful, and I get really excited when I see it because it's sort of like when you saw the Barbie movie and you were like, that moment when she's on the bench and she's listening, she's sensing, she's she's going into that altered state. Yeah. She's, like, she's closing she's her eyes and tuner. she's tuning in. Yeah. She's slipped into another place in order to access the information she needs, right? So it's really fun when we start to see it in all this mass media. So this is exactly what we're doing. We're, our, our, and it's fun because my, my previous life at the company, they would go – they would ask me, what's your Spidey about like a budget number or a budget oh, range or yeah. like, what's your you know, they, sense? what's yep. my Spidey sense? So it is like that. I feel like I do, for me, I mean, if I'm, if I'm about to sit down with a client, it's like a formal reading, like I'll do all kinds of machinations, meaning I'll set up a container and I'll, you know, have all these, maybe I'll have some music going. Sometimes I'll dance. I'll do something that's going to raise my vibration mm-hmm. because my experience has been that the way I alternate into that different state is by pumping up my vibration. Oh, yeah. And so Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. I mean, I could be doing it in all these different ways, but so some of it is like, and it's really intention setting, like exactly what you said, but like sometimes I shake my butt in order to kind of laugh myself <laughs> out of my head because my head is very sticky. And so it's sometimes it's harder, I think, for me to get out of it. Yeah, I just don't know why that's – and I can't think of the exact line from Star Trek, but like there's that like set your something to stun or set your gun to whatever. Like there's like this feeling of like, okay, flip, like moving over. Like I'm – whoop, I'm, I'm, I'm looking beyond. And I will do weird things with my eyes. Like I'll look up and I'll look over there. And I think there that'd be really fun is to figure out where in the brain when you look up and to the right, like does that – access a, a part of the brain that's more available for sensing. And we'll get into some brain science because it's a trip. But I think my answer is more or less the same as yours. It's I alternate my state of consciousness and I try to get my head 
the hell out of it. And so one of my hacks is that I'll say to my brain, go sit in the corner, go count sand. (laughs) Just tell my personality to go do something else entirely because it can get obviously in the way. So that's great. I love it. So cool. <laughs> oh, okay. So then the last question I think that we had from listeners from the previous episode was when I saw the head pop up, was was I scared? And I was not because I was intentionally trying to connect with someone. So I was very excited. It didn't just happen out of the blue. You know, we were doing an exercise where I was intentionally trying to get information. All my senses, sensory senses out there. And, you know, that's, that's when I saw his little head pop up out of the corner. <laughs> and I think the other question they were asking when, when like out of the corner. So is it, is it like almost like you have a screen or something? Like when you say out of the corner, what do you mean by that? I think it, I think it, I've heard other mediums describe it as a screen. Like I know Laurelyn Jackson talks about, she, she sees screen, things yeah. with a screen. Um, yeah. I think it's more like in my mind's eye, uh-huh. you know, so the, here's the thing. When people, new mediums are trying to decide if it's real or not, if the information that they're getting is real, they'll always say, it's just my imagination. How do I know it's not my imagination? Because it kind of is your imagination. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. However, there was no reason for me to to see someone who was bald, right? Like I, <laughs> I didn't. Right. <laughs> and then all the things that came along with that, like all of the knowings about like he was from the East Coast, he was a scholar, all of those, like there was no reason for me to imagine that because that had not been in my head at all. So that was put in my head somehow. Right. So I knew that wasn't, and that's the other th- amazing thing to me about mediumship, it really kind of just proves that my intuition, that my extra sensory perception is right because I'm knowing and sensing things that I couldn't have otherwise known. Right. Beautiful. Or like with Uncle Bob just now, how did I know that he was wide? Was because he he kept kind of like crushing himself (laughs) down and going, it was like he was like, you know, uh, 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 what, what am I trying to say? It's almost like he was like taking his fingers and squeezing the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. He, and, but, he's but so like, cute. But with this really jolly feeling. So I'm kind of doing two things. I'm using uh, uh, clairvoyance and, and clairsentience. So like I knew he was jolly. Like the jolly was just like he just had it. He just gave me the feeling of being bright and happy about making fun of himself for his wideness. And then... So it's like a multi-sensory experience because it's not just one plane. Right. Right. It's all all of these senses. But their visual was in there and it's mid it's midfield. I don't know how to explain that. It's like right in front of me, but no one else can see it. <laughs> I don't know if we're adding any clarity, but <laughs> Well, there we go. So we may have just ramped up some more questions for the next time. We will need to give further clarification on how we, how this is possible. All right. So back to the topic at hand, death. Back to death. (laughs) Back to death. So when was the first time, Jane, that you thought that there was anything beyond death? Because for mediumship to 
to take place, we have to have a belief that there is something beyond our physical bodies. So what was that for you? Well, for me, my father died a long time ago in 1991. He was very young. And so he, I felt like he orchestrated all these crazy coincidences and super cool magic from the other side. And I think that was the first time where I had to really ever think about it. I think that's probably pretty common for people. It's like you're really just confronted when someone you really, 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 really love walks off and doesn't come back. And you're like, hey, where'd you go? You know, but yeah. like I had a dream about him that was really clear and it felt like that was a visitation. And that made me feel like, oh, it's not done. You know, it's not, nothing is over here because he just came Was it back. one of those dreams that you felt like it was absolutely real? Like you actually saw him? Yeah. I woke up knowing just that feeling of being in his presence. It was, it was like I saw him, saw him in my dream. And then also it was like my heart had the feeling my heart had when I was around my dad. And by the way, that is something you have brought me directly because Sarah has the ability, not every medium can do this, but Sarah can actually bring the person into the space. So that's like a whole other day that we need to talk about that. But like the the presence comes through you and you've brought my dad in that hard feeling. Aww. So that's one of your I love gorgeous your dad. gifts. <laughs> you and my dad are buds. Hello, <laughs> buds. He's a sweet pea. He is hilarious and he has a sweetheart. So yeah, so so but but just very quickly, he he he's He's a funny guy and he was also going blind, which was a shitty situation. And so, um, and, and he was a Presbyterian and we all would sing Amazing Grace, you know, many times a year at church. And so the Amazing Grace song became this like profound theme throughout the weekend of his crossing. And it showed up like in these magical places. He, I felt like he was just like pushing it through. And the reason I bring up the fact that he was going blind was because of the line in the song was blind, but now I see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, chill. I know, That's chill. amazing. That's amazing grace. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I want to tell the whole story, but it, it was like a trip. Like, uh, we, like, so we had to have multiple funerals because my family was actually having a wedding that weekend and my mom didn't want them to cancel it. So oh. we had a ceremony on the East Coast. We had a ceremony on the West Coast. And each one, they did this rendition of Amazing Grace. So that was really special. Not that crazy, though. It's a funeral, right? But then, like, my little brother, who's a musician, went to a concert and there was this huge guitar solo that went on and on and on of Amazing Grace. And then uh -huh. my mom went to church the next morning and there's this huge Amazing Grace, like, choral event that went on and on and on. And then when I met my sweetie in New York about five, six years later, I was thinking, ah, oh, my dad will never meet him. That sucks. And then I heard Amazing Grace. <laughs> From a street musician that very that's second. That's nice, Rick. <laughs> He's good like that. So that's like his little theme song, you know? And that that's when I started to really go, okay, not only He's still is around. Yep. it continuing, but the humor continues and then and the like his like winky, sparkly way continues. And so like the, all the Rickness has continued. And now it's even more profound because 
he's met you and you've met yeah. him. And like, you know, here we are, 91, whatever year this is, 24. He gave it's you an owl for your ago. birthday. He did. <laughs> Sarah was picking out gifts from him for my birthday. Yeah. So what about you, Sarah? How, 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 how did that death plus feeling start for you? Whoa. Well, I mean, I hadn't thought about death at all. And I'm like there in my mid thirties, you know, never having, my grandparents had passed, but I hadn't ever really had to personally confront a huge loss. And I think I mentioned this in the first episode that my best friend lost her son, which was just like, stopped us, stopped me in my tracks. I'll, we'll have her come on at some point. Cause she's, she's a medium too. But I remember at the time, just like, how could, how could this happen? How could this possibly happen? And what now? And it was, it was kind of crazy. All of these synchronistic events happened around the same time. But she, she got a reading from Laura Lynn Jackson. And this was before Laura had um, put out her amazing books, The Light Between Us and Signs. Um, but in this reading, she told my friend, your your son wants you to know to listen to this little, little this little three year old boy whose name starts with D. He's trying to tell you something. He's trying to tell you something, and the only three year old boy that she knew was my my middle child, who at the time was my youngest child. And so at this time, he had just kind of really started talking, and he would cry himself to sleep every night, and he would say, "I miss my old dad. I miss my old dad. I miss my old dad." And this went on and on, week after week, month after month. My husband was upset. He's like, "What is up with the old dad? What am I? I'm his dad." And this also coincided with a babysitter, an amazing babysitter we had at the time, who was reading a book by Jim Tucker about kids who remember their past lives. And she said to me, and this was right around the time that my friend got the reading who that said, you need to listen to Daniel. He's trying to tell you something. I think, I think he remembers his past life. I think he's talking about his, his dad from his previous life. And I was like, okay, so this is real for him. Obviously this feels real to him. I would just ask him little things like when we'd be in the car. And this this continued actually for a couple of years. Wow. Um, and we'd we'd be out walking around. I'd be like, oh, this reminds me of my old dad. Or I'd be cooking and pull out cumin and he'd be like, oh, this is my dad cooked with this all the time. And it was all of these memories that he was just pulling up. And I asked him when he was in the backseat of the car, uh, who was who was your old dad? His name was Quan. It's like, well, what was your old mom's name? Mega Sugar? And so whenever I could get him in a place, and so I'd only ask a question, one or two at a time, and he would always have the same answer if I asked him another time. So it was always Quan and Mega Sugar. And then I asked him, why did your mom, old mom, not look after you. Why was it your old dad? It's like, oh, she worked all the time. He took care of me and my brothers and sisters. Yeah, I know. And this whole story, and every single time I asked him, it was the same exact thing. The story never varied. Wow. And then I asked him, what happened? His old dad opened an oven door and blew up. Oh my God. And then 
what did you do? He said, that's when I got in your belly. And then I said, well, how'd you do that? And he said, I saw you in your little house. <laughs> Listeners, it is a little house. It is a cute little house. A very little house, yes. <laughs> With a lot of people. <laughs> With a lot of, yes. <laughs> um, but I love that line. I saw you in your little house. I saw and I you got in your, your little belly. house. Yeah. And then, you know, as soon as he turned about six, five, six, when he started reading, really learning how to read, it was gone. He stopped talking about it. Oh, mega sugar was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very, very real. And it made me it's like, wow, there's so much more. There's so much more to what we see. Oh my God, that is just so mind blowing. And and it and and like an irrefutable, like his his little human heart. Here's some more. So Jim Tucker wrote this book. There's there's several books about it now, but the University of Virginia, let me see if I can pull that up. 50 years of research done about kids who remember their past lives. You know, it's been studied for 50 years and there's databases and articles. So, you know, it's not the norm to talk about, especially in our culture. So most of these kids who who've been researched, none of them are from not none of them. A lot of them are from other countries where there's different belief structures. Right. Like that, I mean, that kind of goes to the crux of a lot of why we're here is in other cultures and in other countries, there's there's like this sort of beautiful acceptance. Like, well, why wouldn't that be true? Or in some cases, and the religion really supports that. Yes, of course, there's multiple lives and this incarnation, you know, this is what we're doing. But in the American culture, it is scoffed. It is absolutely scoffed at. Like I just pulled up, I remember this book. I loved this woman named Kathy Bird wrote about her son Christian who who had uh, profound memories of being Lou Gehrig. And right. that book is called The Boy Who Knew Too Much. And it's a really great account because she did a great job of documenting what he was saying and what like and doing her research and going to like you know the national baseball museums and like you know checking against the rosters because like this kid would oh, I have chills this kid would like come through with the roster of like this season this is who he played with and he would talk about how Babe Ruth was a jerk and like all this really kind of fun and fascinating stuff but then as I pull it up on Google the first result says Kathy Bird believes that her son Christian Haupt I don't know if that's how you say his name is the reincarnated spirit of Gehrig. No, seriously. So it's like someone, like the first result is the person scoffing and kind of ripping on this woman who like, and she was kind of put through the ringer and already has been for putting forth her truth, which was, you know, her son living out this really profound first four years of his life with a baseball in his hand and ready to pitch and like ready to like let everyone know what was going on. But anyway, so... I love it. It makes me really happy. I love that Daniel, in your sweet home, like knew to come get in your belly because he is a very smart soul because he is a very <laughs> lucky kid. kid. Yeah. They all are, all three of your people. <laughs> so that's beautiful, it, But it Sarah. was very real to him. It was very real to him. And so I, I had to look at it like it was real. But the implications of it for me to think about us existing 
beyond our physical bodies in its current state, we're huge. Right. No. Like that just opened up the door to like, whoa, what else? (laughs) What else? What are all the possibilities? Well, plus you had kind of the triple play, if I can just go with a baseball metaphor for a minute, because you had you had sweet Caleb crossing over and y'all were immediately like, Hey, where'd you go? And then you had this medium who we, you just happened to know actually sort of through friends in the neighborhood, right? Right. Who, who has now be, gone on to become one of them, the most famous mediums, which is just interesting and fun. And then the third trifecta of that is that medium knowing that the D name in your household was talking about something important that was relevant to the whole conversation. So he was like, Caleb was pointing to Daniel saying, listen to Daniel, listen to Daniel. He's right. He's trying to tell you something. So he was like, oh, chills again. Just really like bringing it all home in that like triple play way. And this happens a lot for you, Sarah. I just want to say this. I'm going to call this the Rathkees triple play because you always have a third (laughs) connection. You always have like a third. Well, uh, I I feel like – I feel like all all of these stories intersect. All of yeah. my experiences, my spiritual sp- experiences intersect in the coolest way possible. And it just always blows my mind. So, I mean, I think there is a lot to be said for always staying open and staying. Yes. And this is where we could wrap it up if we wanted to. And, and staying we probably curious. With that, I think we might be able to bow out. And what a sweet episode. Thanks for sitting with me, amazing Sarah. Well, it was we'll great to see you, Jane. Great to see you and talk Let's about... Let's do it again. Death Plus. Okay. What happens next? Love you. Bye, love curious everybody. friends. Love you. Love everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Medium Curious is made possible... By Jane Morgan Editing. Sarah Rathke made the amazing music. And Gigi Hawkins podcast consulting our logo was created by eric allen kyle hansen mckee photography and the dogs under the desk in hawaii are kalea and domino and trixie in california <laughs>